You're listening to episode 166 of the Comics Pals. We're a group of comic book journalists and friends who record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives. Damn, boys. Only 500 away. From what? Oh. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> Hell yeah, King. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> that's oh, that's gonna be the best episode. <laughs> Damn. Or are we sacrificing on that episode? Uh, probably. Probably, Kale and Marco will be hosting. Oh shit! Then where am I? <laughs> you might have already died. He's leading the rebellion. I like how Marco immediately raised his hand. He's like, "Yes, I will be our human right sacrifice." Here. We're going to get to episode you. 420 and Sean's going to die because his lungs couldn't do it. That's <laughs> not true. I don't know that... what you're talking about. Uh... Yeah, episode 420 will probably be me. <laughs> just alone. <laughs> just fail. <laughs> how, how many years would it take us to get to episode 666? Mark a math. Go. Ah, shit. <laughs> All right. A long time. We're at, we're at 160 and it's been three, so... Oh, yeah, we got a while. A year, so, all right. Nine, nine, so nine years and about seven months. Oh, my God. We're going to be like yeah. 40 years old. All right. So uh, predictions time. Uh, we'll start We'll start the show with our first prediction. Uh, how many of the Comics Pals will still be alive in nine years? In episode 66. Yeah. Oh, it'll be leading up to 2030. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So thinking about the show Survivor, I think Marco will have killed Kale by that point. Uh, Black people die first in movies, so Sean would have died. Uh, (laughs) Pete has a bad diet, so I'm worried about him. Just my heart is going to give out. (laughs) Nothing to do with the horror movie aspect. I'm just on borrowed time. But I'm also the type of character in a movie that would die early by confronting the bad guy. So I think we're all kind of fucked. I think Marco's the last one standing. I like, I like gotta, the idea that I you know survived it. the horror movie scenario, but then I just... <laughs> <laughs> you got to think sociopolitically, though. I'm in a completely different country. I live where all the banks are, so they, they're not going to touch where I live. Yeah, but your country's going to fucking collapse because of Brexit or some shit. I don't know. Hey, my man, that's not where I live. Yeah, I forgot. That's where your wife's from. My bad. Oh, You're in Luxembourg. All right, yeah. so we're gonna be we're gonna be having a lot of fun this episode. We've got the year end awards. We've got predictions for 2020, and we're going to be looking back at our 2018 predictions to see <laughs> how right or wrong all of you were. I'll preface, <laughs> I'll preface by saying if I get at least one right, I win. It was a win. I hope I can consider yourself a loser. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He already does, I promise. (laughs) Before we get into all of that, I want to let you guys know where you can find us all over the internet. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Comics Pals. You can Google us. You can do whatever search engine you want to find us on the internet. If you want us on a different podcast hosting platform, just type us in. I'm sure we'll pop up. If we don't, at Mr. Marco Adamoto. Uh, you can write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. And on social media, we are at thecomicspals, wherever your social media is sold. 
If you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you very much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like the video, share it with your friends, hit the notification bell to be made aware whenever we post anything up on that platform. And no matter where it is that you are listening to us, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, do the equivalent of a subscription. Those things really help us out a lot. Give us those five-star ratings. Free to do, and they help us out a lot more than they cost you. And we really appreciate it. So I want to talk a little bit about how we have done in 2019. Ooh, humble brag time. Yes, of course. I'm known for it. Thanks to all of you guys that are listening. I'm just talking about on SoundCloud alone. I don't, unfortunately, have all the numbers in front of me here. But on SoundCloud alone, we did 18.7 thousand new listens, which hey. is awesome. Wow. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. It's not uh, 19,000, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm really happy with that number. I mean, I'm sure if we, if we tabulated, you know, the, the Apple podcast, the Spotify, mm-hmm. the this or that, uh, it'd be a nice bump. But um, I was you know, I was also just on SoundCloud this afternoon, and we had something like thirty-two plays in the last twenty-four hours. Yeah, yeah, um, which is not so. even a high number for us. Um, but uh, we're appreciative all the same, and hopefully, uh, with your support, twenty twenty can be an even bigger year for us. Uh, what do you guys think the most played track of the year is? Uh, I'll say Doomsday Clock Eleven. All right, you're also not right. Damn. I'm going to give you guys a hint because none of you are going to get it. It's not an episode of the Comics Pals. Okay, I'm going to say it's the Hellboy Book Club. Actually, you know what? This is a little bit bit, uh, bit unfair because I'm looking at from December 2018 to now, and there were episodes in there that didn't come out in that time frame. So now... Uh, it's it's actually still the same episode that's the top played episode, um, but again, it's not an episode of the Comics Pals. Okay, is it the Watchmen review that just came out? No, the, no, 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 the show, the show. No, Watchmen, the show. Hmm. No, is it a book club? No, is it a movie review? No, video game pals. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's, this year? <laughs> yes. It's Damn. our cheers ruining PUBG. That is episode 43, actually, of the, the video game files. Haven't heard the name PUBG in, at, in years. All right, real quick. Uh, what about the second most played episode? Anyone want to give that a shot? Is it not a video game palace episode? <laughs> no, it is not a video game palace. Okay. <laughs> uh, Avengers. Real quick. No. House 6. No. Powers 3. No. Okay, it's House 4 <laughs> and Doomsday Clock 11, the Comics Pals 1. Hey, I said that. Uh, and then last up is the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse review. Uh, that's the top three. Uh, just top five is uh, next up is Brian Edward Hill review. Oh, nice. Interview. We're not reviewing the man. Uh, the interview <laughs> with him. And then uh, the last one is Event Leviathan number five and Powers Ooh. number six. So that's our that's our uh, top five of the year. Thank you can, guys for making those episodes such good performers. Can't believe the Phil review didn't make the top five. <laughs> yeah, me neither. 
I'm not imagine. <laughs> so uh, Christmas just swung by, and um, I was curious as to whether any of us got any comic book related gifts this year. Um, I did, as a matter of fact. I paused because I was trying to find a joke and I couldn't find it in time. I, my, I, I got the, uh, <laughs> I got the new X Men omnibus from Santa Claus. Uh, by uh, Grant Morrison and Frank Whiteley. This is a book I've wanted for five years. Brilliant. I got the second edition. Uh, just adding to my beautiful omnibus collection. Whoever got you that is a real friend. Santa, you're the man. Uh, I got the uh, Batman by Morrison omnibus volume two. My man. I had yeah. rec- recently bought volume one for myself, and then I was gifted volume two, so now I've got the whole the whole uh the whole run there so i'm really happy with that can't wait to oh, give that a read awesome so exciting yeah oh yes. we should so, do something with that sometime yeah i think that would be fun yeah i think that would be a lot of fun um let's let's jump into the news here or i'm sorry not the news we're not there. Oh. <laughs> uh the the pals pulls this is the last pals pulls of the year but it's for books that are coming out next year. What? Whoa. <laughs> wow. Uh, so we'll start with Marco uh, with Ogres number two. So Ogres comes from SourcePoint Press, and it's written by Bob uh, Bob Sally, yes. who, who we know. And, um, yeah, it's – Phil? Is it about Shrek? Uh, it is not, actually. Mm. So it's about a, a different it's about ogre. Onions. <laughs> it's mostly about a donkey. Um, We're having waffles. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> but but it, it's a really uh it's it's beautifully illustrated. Uh, it's all watercolors, uh, and I'm a big fan of that stuff. And uh, the artist's name is Sean Daly. Um, and okay. yeah, it's just a really solid a really solid book that um, I enjoyed. Hell yeah, dude. All right, and then you also chose Olympia number two. So this was a book from Image that had this really Kirby-esque art style. So I mostly read it for for that. It was um, kind of like a mixture of Alexis Zirit, but also, I don't know. Very, that. very good friend of the show. Very, very <laughs> good friend of the show. And uh, who does like, like, the, like the sandy texture, Smallwood? Nice. So, so like like a mixture between those two guys, and okay. I don't know. It's just huh. really, really awesome, pretty book. Nice. Uh, Kale shows Black Hammer. Yes. Yeah, so this Volume is the four. second part of the Age of Doom uh, series. I gotta think these. I haven't picked up the Age of Doom trades yet, uh, but I I'm caught up to that point. So I got to think the Black Hammer crew is getting off this farm. Yeah, me too, dude. I'm also thinking that. <laughs> it's got, I mean, that, right? Like, it's that It's that time. It's time. Sure. They've been stuck on this farm for so long. You guys even know what the book is about? Yeah, you just told no. us it's about, it's about farm. a farm. Yeah. <laughs> People are stuck on it. It's, yeah, we're right there with you, buddy. We're right there. <laughs> Anyway, great series. Jeff Lemire, uh, Dean Ormstrom, uh, 
I jump on. Fucking, it's great. I love Black Hammer. Nice. And then you also chose Hawkeye Freefall. Now, this one I'm less <laughs> sure about. Um, I uh, Matthew Rosenberg is pretty hit or miss for me. Mm. The reason this is on my list, though, is uh, the art is going to be done by Otto Schmidt, who uh, did some Green Arrow, I think right after, yeah, right after Rebirth. And okay. uh, I've this been following this guy on Twitter for a while. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been following him on Twitter for a while, and man, his art is just astounding i'm it's noticing amazing i'm noticing some connecting tissue here so black hammer it's about a farm and in the avengers movies hawkeye lives on a farm are you into farms this year this year no i'm from the midwest <laughs> and my parents own a farm so so never had any interest <laughs> so he hates them a lot <laughs> All right. Very good. I'm looking forward to this book as well. I've actually never seen a book more promoted by the creator than Matt. Rosenberg Rosenberg. is doing some crazy stuff for promotion for this book, and it's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, he's going hard. Nice. Uh, So Phil chose the Black Bolt hardcover. I remember when this book was announced. Uh, it's by Saladin Ahmed and Christian Ward, and I had not heard anything about it throughout the calendar year. And <clears throat> my dear pals here say this is a good book. Um, I feel like Black Bolt is a character that really lends himself to a good writer because uh, he doesn't say anything. And so if you're a really capable and like competent writer, it really presents some really interesting opportunities uh, to craft a narrative. So I'm into it, folks. Very good. Uh, I chose Thor number one. So Jason Aaron's massive Thor run just ended. And, uh, you know, that kind of sucks because his, his run was phenomenal. And it was very long. And, you know, um, I think it really put Thor back on the map in a way that he kind of hadn't been in a while, um, but now Jason is passing the reins over to Donnie Cates, who is like the guy right now, and so it's going to be Donnie Cates and Nick Klein on Thor, and I have no idea what Donnie Cates is going to do. I'm not sure what he's going to bring to the table, but this this is a writer who just revitalized Venom. He had the most uh, the the most profitable, the, the highest selling event comic of the year with uh, absolute carnage and he's just on fire so i feel strongly that his store is going to be good and i'm looking forward to it cool have you read any of absolute carnage yes uh it's crazy but i like it mm-hmm. um the art is fantastic i really think the the, the ryan stegman's art is just unbelievable and if you like you know 90s wacky you know, carnage stuff. Mm. This this book is like impo- It's impossible not to not to read it. It's it's very much worth your time. Mm. Uh, and then Phil and I both chose X Men number four. Yeah, dude, we're still on the wagon. I guess everyone else has fallen off, but we're here. We're confident this ship will go where it needs to go. This is the issue of X Men that I've been looking forward to the most. 
uh, not because I know a lot about what's going to happen, but because of that cover. Uh, yeah. The implication is that um, <laughs> Professor X, Magneto, and Apocalypse are going to be meeting with some governmental figures. Yeah. And, like, they're all suited up. Seeing Apocalypse in a suit is wild. Um, and I'm just excited to see what happens. The The political drama and stuff like that, I feel, is the most exciting part of, you know, this era of X-Men. And so I can't wait to – hopefully we get in the weeds with all that. That's funny you say weeds because the last issue dealt with old ladies and gardening stuff. That was a time. Can't wait to, <laughs> can't wait to revisit that. <laughs> I'm sure we'll we'll be uh, seeing that again real soon. Uh, so let's let's jump into the news here. Not a lot to talk about because uh, everyone is doing Christmas stuff. Everyone's busy with their family, but there were a couple things that I wanted to highlight as we move into 2020. Uh, the first one is just kind of surprising, but I think it's the right time for this. Paper Girls uh, is going to be getting an Amazon series. So Paper Girls oh, is, uh, you know, a comic book that just ended uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't know all of our familiarity with the book. I know that I read it. I didn't finish it, but I read a lot of it and I liked it. Same book. It was a common present of mine to give to people for several years. Mm. So, Obviously, you know, each of us has some level of familiarity. Or, Kale, you didn't say. Yeah, yeah, I read the first volume. It's a good book. Okay. Uh, So, apparently, we're not the only people with an interest in it because uh, Amazon picked it up. Uh, It's it's going to series, and this is coming from the deal that Brian K. Vaughn uh, did with Legendary Television to adapt his, his, his projects. So uh, this is the first of those um, projects that's coming out of that deal, which is is pretty cool. Um, And it's going to be produced by uh, Plan B. So, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah, that prevents pregnancies. You're right. (laughs) Isn't that Brad Pitt's production company? I feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. they've done some good stuff. So that's cool. I I like that it has Amazon backing it. That gives me faith in a good adaptation, knowing just how wacky that series is. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think for me, I I'm looking forward to it because it feels like, to Sean's point, it's the right time. Like the book's over. Mm-hmm. You know, now mm-hmm. you can kind of like build on that IP without like getting in the way of it really you know like the story's done and there's really no more to tell so great cool now you can go crazy with adapting it doing whatever else you're going to do and trying to get it to a broader audience and amazon just had a hit with that with the boys and we saw not only did that translate to um you know what i think sean you watched it too right you liked it oh it's amazing yeah Yeah. so what i what i would think I, i would argue is a pretty compelling season of television um but also translated to that book, which was over becoming like a top seller again. So hmm. yeah, like seems like win-win like Amazon needs content. They've got budget. Um, they've got one of these successful adaptions under their belt and it led to huge dividends for 
that book publisher and creative team. So cool. Yeah. Let's 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 do it, man. Plus, I feel like it's got like heavy Stranger Things kinds of vibes. Yeah. And like people are still very into that like nostalgic, you know, kind of neon drenched, you know, um, adventure story. So give them what they want. Give me that good vaporwave music. Yeah, dude. Like fucking A. Give it like a sick vaporwave soundtrack and some cool like, you know, cyberpunk esque light, you yep. know, like yep. color theory and stuff. Like yeah. It's it, it feels very perfect for this place and time, you know? Mm-hmm. You can see what that would look like easily. I'm looking forward to this maybe even more than I was interested in the book. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know why though. I, I I just I guess I feel like with you know actors and the the success of Stranger Things, letting people know that this kind of thing can work because this book does have some you know some alien elements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that can come across really well on the screen. Uh, not to say that it didn't come across well in the book, it did. But um, there were certain parts of the book where I kind of felt uh, it was taking a little while to get where it needed to go. Mm. And Mm. in nine episodes-ish, probably, of a show, they're not going to have the opportunity to waste time. So um, I I think it'll it'll translate well. I think it'll hit, too. I think it's something that could definitely connect with people. Hell yeah. Girls who are, are paper boys, paper girls... Oh yeah, that's a series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just it... like it just feels like it's all the right notes for this mm-hmm. this period. I'm I'm picturing Sean, um, like sitting in a executive meeting and like having the idea pitched to him, and he's like, "Paper boys, but they're girls." Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Greenlight it. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what sold me. All right, so I want to talk about the top 10 best-selling graphic novels of the decade. Hell yeah. I thought this would be interesting. This episode's all about data, you guys. Yes. (laughs) I thought this would be interesting to look back on. Now, the thing is that I guarantee that no one on this podcast has read a single one of these books. I, I know why. Okay. So, okay. is it because going, one of us read comics? Uh, yeah, no. Bunch of it's, fake, fake nerd boys. <laughs> it's because none of us are ten years old. Uh, all of these books are. Well, I'm just going to read them down, and uh, you know, we'll see who knows what. I'm going to start from number ten. Dog Man, for whom the ball rolls. Love that book. That's, That's my favorite title. <laughs> Dogman Brawl of the Wild. Love that book too. It's a classic. Those are by uh, Dave Pilkey, by the way. Oh, um, oh Dave Pilkey. I was say, is that Dave Pilkey? It sounds like Captain Underpants title. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Sisters by uh, Raina T- Telgemeier. Yeah, that one I know. Dogman. Back yeah. to Dogman. Dogman. Dogman Unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> Dogman, Lord of the Fleas. <laughs> this is... Dogman and Cat Kid. Nice. Drama, by yep. again by uh, Reyna. 
I've heard of that one. Uh, Dork Diaries, Volume 1, Tales from a Not-So-Fabulous Life by Rachel Wren Russell. And Smile by Raina, yet again. Damn. Yo, I never heard of Dog Man. <laughs> Raina and Dave Pilkey cleaning this Hold on, up. hold on. Phil, you never heard of Dog Man? <laughs> no. You sat through that whole list and lied to us? Yeah, sorry, dude. Never read Dog Man. So wait, Marco, you recognize Dave Pilkey. Did anyone else read Captain Underpants as a kid? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I read it in grammar school. Yeah, well, I remember I'll... the the Scholastic Book Fair. I was always mm-hmm. always yeah. excited to pick up the next adventure of Captain Underpants. Talking toilets. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I had the box set. <laughs> I'm so... I'm surprised by Smile. I, I I know I know it was like really popular and more of like the like I think it's a John and Quarterly book. Um. So I'm I'm surprised that it managed to become like a bestseller for graphic novels. I mean, it, it's been on my list for a little bit. So it's it's had high numbers for a very long time. Yeah. So obviously, none of these are Marvel or DC books. They're not even Image books. Uh, these are kids' original graphic novels, and. Uh, scholastic book fair and and things like that that's you know these these things are selling like hotcakes um it's good to see in a lot of ways because it does mean that you know comics have a life outside of really anything that any of us are are consuming um that the kids specifically are are driving the sales of these things in a lot of ways um and that there's a generation of kids coming up now who are actively engaged in reading comics. And that could be huge for the industry going forward the next 10 years when those kids grow up and maybe start reading comics that are not these, you know, maybe they start reading the images or, you know, whatever. I guess we should really, you know, tip our hat here. Our next book club is going to be dog man related. I feel like we should be doing Dog Man Book Club. Dude, I really yes. gotta get it on the youth market. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's it's do it. Sliporama action. Yeah, Marco. Slow yeah, boys. If, if we're gonna do that, though, you guys really have to clean up like your act, because the, the potty mouth deal on this show is... Do an NSF, really yeah, a non-NSFW episode. Keep it clean. Yeah, but then we can't, we can't migrate them over. They can't I, become activated listeners. I can't be on that episode, then. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Marco's like, I have to clean up my act. I walk <laughs> like a dog. Just be me. Uh, if we're going to do that, though, I really want to read Dogman <laughs> Unleashed. <laughs> I think that's probably that's the book with the most profanity of them. <laughs> nah, that's Brawl of the Wild. <laughs> that's the Marco book. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, all right, that that that's it. That's all the news we're doing today. Damn. All right, oh, damn. see you next week, guys. Have a happy <laughs> New Year. Okay, we'll see you. Oh, you know what? I I do have one little thing. Uh, to, it's a sad thing though. All right. Uh, today, the day of our recording, December twenty eighth, would have been Stan Lee's ninety seventh birthday. 
Ooh, rest in peace. Happy birthday, Stan. Or 95th birthday, I'm sorry. You're misaging the guy. Jesus. I'm pretty sure it would have been his 97th. Oh, he died at 95, so he would have been 90... Yeah, my bad, y'all. Yeah, he would have been 97. I, I quickly glanced the Wikipedia, <laughs> and I was like... So I'm not oh, any, man, I'm, I'm not way ed- off. Phil, I'm not going to edit any of this. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> You're just going to have to hold that. <laughs> hold that forever. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know what? That's that's. I hope that uh, Stan Lee is uh, is having a good time wherever he's at. Better oh, yeah. time than us. <laughs> Damn, Sean's having a bad time. <laughs> How do you know? Stan Lee's out there exploring the reaches of space, man. Excelsior to you, Pete. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Uh, all right. So, are you guys ready to get into the year-end awards? God, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know that I'm ready. <laughs> all right. So, why don't we why don't we kick things off with our favorite news story? So, this category is for. The news story that we covered here on this podcast that we enjoyed talking about the most, that was the funniest, the most compelling, whatever your reasoning is for it to be your favorite, that's what I want to hear about. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I, I'm going to go, I'd like to go first because I'd be willing to bet mine is, at, if not the earliest, one of the earliest So in February of 2019, this dude named Mike Miller took uh, a Mike Waringo drawing and basically traced it and tried to call it his own. And uh, the internet lit him up for it. They did. That That was was crazy. And then that was the guy who burned it, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. He's a piece of shit. What an asshole. Yeah, completely <laughs> forgot that that happened this year. That was crazy. That was such a crazy story. Oh my god! And and he was like really indignant about defending himself too, right? Like he was yep. really yep. Like took like he was just like everybody's being a baby about this. Like, yeah, like, it was ridiculous. He like he like left Mike wearing those signature on it it was like an unused spider-man cover that he he like reformatted or something right yeah yeah but left wearing ghost signature on it and it's just like oh and then didn't his um didn't his boys like even shit on him yeah 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 that's (laughs) right that was Uh, the best part podcast with a skyver yes yeah yeah yeah, and even Van Skyver was like, that's not that's, that's not, not a cool. great move. Like <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my he, God. he looked up from cutting the heads off Rose Tico action figures and went, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
picturing him with like a whole set of them with still like with still like the receipt indicating he bought all these figures. <laughs> This'll teach Disney. <laughs> oh my god. Oh damn. That's great. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> yeah, good pick, Kale. Uh, does anyone feel like they want to go next? Yeah, I'll yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Let me go. go. <clears throat> well, no, you know what? I decided that you should go. Okay, you know you're so you're so gracious. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> um, I think for me, my favorite news story was uh, I I loved the way that Walking Dead ended, where it was mm, like with oh, zero yeah. fanfare, and it was just like, oh, by the way, it's over next week. Like that was such a cool mic drop moment. And uh, yeah. we actually talked about that on episode 141 of uh, of the Comics Pals, which I, I went and did my homework. Um, and I, I really liked that conversation. We kind of talked about, like, the legacy of the book and, like, what it meant for the indie market and how it helped image grow and everything. And it was a fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah, fun. absolutely. And now it's coming um, back. <laughs> for me, it was uh, episode 132. We talked about uh, the graphic novel market and its growth especially oh, yeah. in 2018 i'm a i'm a data boy oh, yeah, i you're like that boring. discussion uh, excuse me uh i'm passionate you're boring marco's just smart phil uh, that's cool <laughs> uh yeah no not... phil said it right boring <laughs> uh, i i have a lot of fun on on those because i think we all come from like really different uh sides on a lot of it and it's such a huge issue to sort of unpack and um it's just, those are those are fun conversations mm-hmm. awesome it's good to be right too <laughs> i see yeah uh, uh go ahead phil uh for me my favorite news story of the of the year came from episode 135 titled tom king taking off batman that's not the news i'm picking though Uh-oh. my news is fans petitioning for danny devito to play wolverine <laughs> jesus that was this year it sure was that's when yeah. disney bought the wolverine Oh, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that was in the summer, right? It was in May. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito as the Wolverine is a real May Day. I want to see him with knives. Yeah, they're like payday. <laughs> yeah, it'd be his payday. That was the best news of the year. And for 2020, the best news of the year will be Disney announces Danny DeVito, Daniel DeVito as the Wolverine. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> He's going to play the Canadian version of the Wolverine, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito in a Canuck accent? That's right. I'm the best at what I do, A, eh? And what I do, A, eh, is not pretty, A. Eh? <laughs> Whoa. Phil, your Canadian's really... This, your dialects really. Have you been doing lessons? That was really good. It was very <laughs> fluent. Well, that was Danny DeVito doing it, but I'm glad it sounds good. Yeah. yeah it sounds like you've been doing your research. <laughs> that was just me, though. Fair enough. Uh, so, my favorite news story should surprise nobody. My favorite Gray. news. Oh, shut up. <laughs> my, my favorite news story <laughs> was. 
the Spider-Man drama between Sony and Marvel. Oh, yeah. This was something that I was very passionate about uh, and that I've been talking about for years that this was going to happen. And, um, of course, Sony initially pulled Spider-Man from Marvel. The deal was over. And we were in that state for, what, like a month or so maybe before Cooler Heads prevailed, a drunk Tom Holland intervened at the last (laughs) moment and, like Spider-Man, saved the day. So um, Spider-Man, of course, is now back with the MCU at least for, I believe it's three more movies, and all is right again with the world. Um, I just love the corporate politics and drama that happens behind the scenes, and I will always be grateful for the Sony hacks for giving me <laughs> like a lot of hours of entertainment, <laughs> more than I'm going to admit. And so this was just another layer of that. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens next, because we know that in about four years, this whole thing is going to get dredged up again when they have to write a new deal. You just love messy shit, Sean. I sure do. (laughs) It's good. It's a good old time. All right. So let's do uh, favorite ongoing series. So for this category, we're talking about any series that does not have a specifically clear end date to it that it could have started at any time. It doesn't matter as long as it was at some point ongoing in 2019. It could still be ongoing right now. Whatever. Uh, so for me, uh, it might surprise you guys. It's a superhero book. The uh, Wrong nah. By Tom Payer and uh, Jamal Eigel. It was a book that actually, like, really. It was a book that gave me an emotional response. Um, wow! And it, it gave me another perspective on superheroes. Like, there was another layer that I was sort of taken that I think was really, really innovative. Um, and it, it just impressed me. Is that, Check it out, people. At, did you get that at uh, Keystone? Yes, yeah, Keystone Comic Con, Ahoy Comics. They're good people. Go check this book out. He also did High Heaven, which originally I like had mixed feelings about, but then towards the end, uh, paid off as well. So he's a he's a solid writer. What's the book called again? The Wrong Earth. Oh yes, I feel like that's where we reside most of the time. time. (laughs) Definitely in 2019. Uh, does anyone want to go next? Yeah, I can do mine real quick. Uh, mine is Kaiju Max. Oh, um, oh wow, Kelly, you uh, like that book? By Xander Cannon. I can't imagine why. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's basically. I think I've described it before as as basically Godzilla meets uh, HBO's Oz. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I I've told you about this. You definitely have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's. Uh, it's basically a prison drama set with um, kaiju monsters and like the the Ultraman esque characters are the uh, like the prison guards and I think they've introduced a uh, a common writer esque fi- figure now and it's just such a cool um, idea and homage to to the whole tokusatsu uh, uh, genre. Um, 
And it's just so cool to see Xander Cannon just getting to do whatever the fuck he wants. You fucking weeb. True. <laughs> Are token talks with people weebs? I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> Phil, you wanted to go? Oh, I was going to make a joke, but that's fine. I, I will go next. Um, my favorite ongoing series of the year, and I had to really pick between two books, I mm. felt, um, is Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, well, it was that or Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk. I knew I knew those were Ooh. your two books. Oh, really? Not yeah. even yeah. Green Lantern? I thought Green Lantern would have been up there. That was, that's a 12-issue book. Yeah. Mm. Uh, those these two books were exceptional, but for me, I end up going with uh, Daredevil. It was kind of a coin flip, if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta say, wrong choice. Really? Is but just based on a coin flip? Yeah, I'd have gone Immortal Hulk all day. I love both of the books. I don't have to tell you. I flipped a coin. It came up Daredevil. That's wrong. He's Tales the one wrong. that has. He's well, de- devil. Devils have tails. Um. And we don't have heads, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think what probably tipped the scale in all sincerity is I have a deeper emotional connection to Daredevil than I do Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um, well, I think Al Ewing is doing more, more that will be historically relevant for the Hulk than Chip is doing for Daredevil. I think what Chip's doing for Daredevil stands in the analogs of a publication history that is very impressive. Uh, whereas I think with Al, you know, by the time he's done, he might honestly have the best Hulk run ever. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just two incredible books this year. It's just they... There, that I, I don't know what else you can say. That for, I was thinking about it like this really this really launched Al Ewing in a way that I don't think anyone any of us saw anticipated back in 2018. Uh, Pete. So I, I this was tough for me. I, there were a few contenders, but I ultimately landed on uh, Life is Strange for my my favorite ongoing of the year. Um, I have talked about this book a bunch on the show. Um, mostly because I really want people to read it so that um, it doesn't stop getting printed. Uh, but the creative team is uh, Emma Vicelli, Claudio Leonardi, and Andrea Izzo. And um, I, I think that they have done a really great job of <clears throat> kind of capturing the spirit of what spoke to me in the original Life is Strange and, and managing to keep that going in, uh, in another format, which... Is something that I really think is tough. I think that it's it's a lot easier to put out a adaption that tries to like con- that that I'm sorry that um, recontextualizes characters that you're familiar with rather than just trying to pick up where you left off and keep things going. Mm. And there are good examples of that, but I think they're pretty few and far between. And you know, I think especially when you have a series that is so focused on like one or two characters that have a very distinct voice in your mind that you you maybe associate like you know a certain like certain phrases and all these different like little like vocal ticks and stuff that you've come to expect that have to be translated and feel authentic and um and I really think that the team has nailed those things here and um you know the the art's really good like it's it's a it's a overall a really really good package that feels like life is strange and um that's something that 
I I really wasn't expecting. Like I bought it out of like kind of loyalty to Life is Strange and wanting that story to continue and be good, but I didn't really expect that it would like get me and it did. And I've continued to really enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to the third volume and seeing where all of the new stuff that's been introduced goes, which is again, something I wasn't really, I wasn't looking for new, I was looking for more of the same and they've managed to kind of give me both. Um, so big ups to that team and I hope the book continues to succeed and um, I hope to enjoy it into 2020. So did life turn out to be strange after all? <laughs> you know, it really, it really is, Phil. Huh. You know, life was really the strange we learned along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it is it bad that like I want to just adjust what Kale said to life is the strange we found along the way because that's way dirtier but I feel like it works a little bit better grammatically. <laughs> this is a dog man podcast. We're clean now, Pete. Oh, okay, you're right. I forgot. We got to keep it PG. Yes. That's right. Uh, I struggled mightily with this. There are like. 10 books that I could have chosen. I landed on a book that I, I landed on a book ultimately that I love because it's good, but also because it's, it's very particularly personal for me. And that's Buffy. Uh, yeah, it same is. Deal. <laughs> Boom Studios, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer by, uh, Jordi Belair, Dan Mora, David Lopez, um, Raul Angulo, uh, Ed Dukeshire. This book is really, really great. Uh, if I didn't love Buffy before, if I was not a fan, this book would have made me into a fan. But because I am a fan, having a book that is so good uh, and is it's a it's a reboot, um, but it keeps the spirit of everything that you love about Buffy. Uh, it's perfect. It's perfect for 2019. It's a perfect re-examination of this world and these characters. Uh, Dan Mora is one of the best artists in the industry, and his art is slamming in this book. Um, David Lopez also does a a tremendous job. I can't speak highly enough about it. Yes, there are other books that could have been in the slot for me, but when I think about how comics uh, make me feel, there isn't really a book I'm reading right now that I just genuinely love to sit down with more than this. Now, when you say how comics make you feel, what you really mean is how Buffy makes you feel. Yeah, I love Buffy. Yeah, you do. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Why do you gotta be weird Phil. about it, Phil? Phil, Dogman Podcast. Dogman Dog Podcast. Podcast. Dogman Podcast. <laughs> yeah, know your role. I like I like that we can like use that to rein him in now. Woof woof. <laughs> Careful, hold, slow down. We're not a furry podcast. No, wait, no, no, no. that would be that would be yiff, Kale. We're good. I think we're okay. Yeah. Are, are we going to talk about Cheetah now, the DC supervillain that Sean likes? Nope, we're not. We're actually <laughs> going to talk about our favorite creative team in comics. This was easy for me. All right, Matt, Marco. Matt Kent and Tyler Jenkins. Anything Ooh. that that duo puts out, uh, I, I'm I'm on it. They're my my Phillips and uh, Brew Baker. Oh man, listen. Nope. 
no. no. <laughs> I like so so and specifically I, I like the team because of the environments that they they like to to like portray the stories in. Uh, it's usually really open or foresty, um, a lot of landscapes and stuff like that. They did uh, Grass Kings, right? And Grass Kings, and then this year they've been they've been doing Black Badge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to them. Cool. Awesome. All right. That's that, that's cool. Um, anyone else want to jump in? Surprise, surprise. Phil's creative team of the year is Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp. Not coming. No. I know. I really have surprised so on Grant Morrison. I know. I know. I, I still surprise you. I know you guys thought it was going to be uh, uh, Bendis, but uh, it wasn't. <laughs> Bendis and who? <laughs> uh, who did anyway, the Leviathan? Anyway, uh, Alex Maliv. Yeah, Alex Maliv. Actually, he's very good. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I really loved Green, uh, Green Lantern this year, and Morrison and Sharp together, I think, was a surprisingly formidable team. When I say surprising, I guess what I mean is oftentimes when you think of a creative collaboration that already exists so in the case of grant you think of like maybe like um uh uh uh, quietly thank you (laughs) i was like oh no names fake fanboy over here that's me um but when you think of a a a pre-existing creative team with one of the previous without one of the aforementioned creators listed it's it's kind of you know it's challenging to think of maybe one of those two people working with another person and creating kind of something that is really, you know, uh, special. And I think that's exactly what Sharp and Morrison did this year is they created something really impactful. And that book is just beautiful. Just a real standout this year. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I still got to finish that. Uh, I am going in a, well, it's an interesting direction, I guess. Oh, Bendis? Uh, not Bendis. <laughs> uh, I thought the answer to this was clear, and then I really thought about it, and I determined that the best creative team for 2019 is Jonathan Hickman, Pepe Larraz, Clayton Cowles, and Martha Gracia on House of X. Oh. Yeah. Do you not include... RB Silva on Powers of X? No. See, for me, and, and I'll, I'll let you go, because this was my choice, too. I, I included RB Silva as, like, that whole unit for that whole event. I also did that, Was um, Was uh, way impressive to me. I thought the way they handled both books simultaneously, even when Martin Gracia got got sick and and the colors had to be passed off to someone else um that team held it together so well and also tom muller who did the design work in these books so good yeah yeah all the infographics and whatnot they're they're really like i thought the answer was doomsday clock but ultimately it ended this this book no no (laughs) this this book not only presented you with obviously incredible writing, but mind blowing art from an artist that was under the radar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, that put it put three different artists on the map, right? 
Pedro Larraz, Arby Silva, and Marta Gracia, colorists, you know. Um, it put all of those people on the map. It put the X-Men back on the map. Uh, it introduced the infographics that we now all love, even if they're a little bit overdone now. Um, it, it's it's perfect. And so for me, <laughs> these these creators needed specific highlighting because to me, this was the best thing that happened in comics in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to agree. Yeah, I, don't I like that. Add. I like that the infographics now are uh, overdone even though it's only been like a month. <laughs> You've seen so many of them. <laughs> I mean, of... go ahead. Nothing, it was a bad joke. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman knows what he's doing with them, but some of the other creators are just kind of like, you know. Yes. Looking at you, Jerry Duggan. Yes, that is correct, sir. Sling that shit, Kale. <laughs> Looking at you, pretty much every one of them, in my opinion. But anyway. Uh, so moving right along, uh, favorite miniseries or event of the year. So this is books that have a hard end point. Uh, they didn't have to start this year, but they ended this year yeah. and they have a specific finite length. Hawksbox, uh, baby. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hawks Same box. here. You know. Goger by Ken Gehring. <laughs> All right, Marco. I like that. Breaking the ranks. You speak. We are... <laughs> uh, so, Goger. Oh, Ken Garing is an artist is... I really, really love. Is that an ongoing? No, it's no, a mini series, but they, he only released the first five issues this year. Um, and then the, the rest are going to be coming out. Okay. So, it's not, it's not finished yet, but it's going to be like that mini series. As of right now, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's an artist who was one of the first that I've ever, I guess, interacted with. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, he's just been you know, anything that he puts out. I'm, I'm there to support him. Awesome. Uh, and you guys already know our opinions about House and Powers. We've, we've delved into that. We got 12 episodes on that, hon. We just talked about how great the creative team is. It's great. I'm, I'm going to throw something out here that's not actually on the list. Because I, I, I do what I want. Uh, so cool. favorite publisher of 2019. So your favorite publisher of comic books. Okay. Oh, Ahoy Comics. Oh. They gave me a shirt. 2019. <laughs> they did give Marco a shirt. I really wanted a shirt. I'm going to pick Ahoy only because they gave Marco a shirt. Guys, they gave Marco a shirt. They've got to be top contender. <laughs> yep. yep. Ahoy. That's it. Okay. Move on. Next topic. Uh, no, no, no. All Come about on. swag. But you, that was real. Maybe for you. Um, well, it's 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 got to be Marvel for me. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, between Immortal Hulk and Daredevil and Hawkspox and X Men proper, um, your books have been really good this year. Um, and it's funny because in the outset of of this year, I would I would have thought it would have been DC with some of some of the bigger names on some of their characters this year. Yeah. But but Marvel's really been putting out uh, in terms of the higher end quality stuff just terrific stuff yeah i would say it's marvel for me too um i it's been a really long time since i read marvel books regularly or was interested in what they were doing and um between all the stuff with x-men i liked life story this year as well um i'm interested in immortal hulk and daredevil but haven't gotten around to them yet I i think they're they're at a point where they're publishing a lot of books that speak to me and um 
I'm excited about that. You know, I'm glad to be to want to read Marvel books again because it's been a while. So yeah, I think I'd give them give it to them this year too. It's been a while. Um, I think mine's got to. I think mine's got to be boom. Nice. Okay. Uh, between both volumes of Power Rangers, uh, Mighty Morphin and Go Go, and then what they're putting out with Buffy. Um, I think I think they found a real niche with their licensed properties where they're they're able to do a sort of alternate version that speaks to the current day audience as well as fans uh from before that i think works really really well and i think they're really pulling it off um and i can only see that success uh you know continuing and nice. grass kings is is boom too right grass kings is it i, 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 I i'm not sure if so that yeah that stands stands that test as well like grass kings was phenomenal you're the real grass king marco thanks buddy that's so 20 coming up i should yeah in like years, Five <laughs> years. <laughs> i'm going to choose marvel as well marvel has been frustrating for me on a on the on the top in terms of the events that they've put out, like discounting house and powers, um, some of the like event stuff they've done has been a little strange. The Avengers are in a weird place. Um, there's 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 a lot of odd things going on, but then you also have some really high highs. And all throughout the year, I've been picking up a Marvel book that I've been in love with, and you can't discount how powerful Absolute Carnage was as an event in terms of sales and quality. Uh, obviously, we spoke enough about House and Powers. Um, and then just some really hard-hitting solo titles that have penetrated with characters who've been sidelined. Daredevil has not really had like a tremendous uh, book in a while. Uh, Hulk hasn't had any book in a while. So those characters are back. You've got what Nick Spencer is doing on Spider-Man that has been really good. So uh, there, there's a lot to love over at Marvel. And I hope that this is a sign of things to come, but I'm definitely going to give it to Marvel this year. Yeah, dude. Marco. Oh, hi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. They gave him a shirt. They gave him a shirt. All right. So uh, let's talk some more about us. <laughs> oh, okay. If you insist. Uh, favorite comic, Comics Pals book club episode. Then um, I have the Silver Surfer uh, book club that we did this year. Oh, Silver Surfer Requiem. Yeah. Um, that was a great. It's a great book. Uh, it's a Marvel Knights title. It was one of the few that I hadn't read going into it, and um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a really it's a really thoughtful book, and we had a really, really deep discussion about it. I think that one was just um, me, Phil, and Sean. Yeah, um, so I think like that's a right. Smaller crew, a little bit more intimate, and that book is also like weirdly intimate for how big its themes are. Um, so I, I just I look back on that one fondly often when I think about the book club. So that that was I think my favorite one this year. And and just for the sake of clarity, that was a Phil pick, right? Yes. All right, so Phil's plus one. 
J. Michael Straczynski uh, did the. Uh, oh, plus the... one is there? Are we, is there points? Oh yeah. And, oh. Uh, oh shit. So, um, and then Isa Alex, Ribic. Alex and Ada. No, okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. But genuinely, genuinely that one too. Him, All right. Fucking cheaters. Gen- genuinely, genuinely that one because that that is my kind of uh, my kind of shit to talk about, and I think it was also a small group of Sean and Phil, maybe. Yeah, I think it was the three of us. Yeah, um, and it was just a really good discussion. We got into like a lot of meat on the the sort of the themes of of the book, the technology and the future of it, applications, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of fun. We kind of talked. I remember we we talked about like whether or not you could really love uh, yeah. artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Oh man, God, that's uh, I'm gonna go listen to that again because I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe a bit of recency bias, but for me, it was the Watchmen book club we did. Um, mm. I came out of that feeling real good, and I re-listened to it this week on my way to work, and I was like, I was really intimidated by that episode because it is like, it is the book that every person on the planet seems to know with regard to comic books you know and everyone's like oh yeah that's like the really good one it's like it's like the bible it's the godfather you know it's 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 a high profile book and it's what do you what can you possibly say that hasn't been said over the last 30 plus years and i think the five of us did a really good job of of putting our comics pal spin on it and i'm really proud of that episode and to your credit about that episode too, we kind of threw that in your lap at, at the last minute because yeah. we that was that was a very last minute pick for for the month because uh, Doomsday Clock and and the Watchmen uh, TV series was ending, um, and you yeah you threw that together really nicely. It was not easy. It was scary. That's that's specifically why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I am also going to choose Watchmen. I wasn't going to give myself the nod with Secret Wars, uh, I, which I genuinely think that was a good one. We, we that had was a very good episode. Yeah, But uh, the Watchmen episode exceeded my expectations, and I felt like the conversation that we were able to have about those characters was strong, and it showcased that there is more, even more to say than has been said about those characters. And what's also so amazing about it is I don't even feel like that is our final statement about those characters. I feel like there was more to more to mine and we we got so much out of it, but there's even more to say. And that emboldens me because it showcases that we're able to analyze these books in a way that I'm impressed by. So, so uh, get ready for our Watchmen sequel book club uh, directly after episode 666. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I'm surprised you didn't pick the Dark Phoenix saga. That was really good too. Shoot. Yeah, that was good. Shit. You know what? Actually, I think I'm going to pick the Dark Phoenix saga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Because I, yeah. I was, I was, uh, was going to pick Infinity. And I let me be clear. Let me be crystal clear. Infinity is a much better book. But I felt like, I think it was me, Phil, and Sean. I think we had a, a really, really solid uh, 
discussion about that book and and i've read it before i think sean i think that was the first time you'd ever read it he'd ever read it yeah that was wild (laughs) just wild uh but yeah i think uh i think overall like that's the between the two that's the discussion i actually remember more than what happened in the book oh interesting yeah like Um, yeah for me like infinity I was enthralled by that whole thing. Yeah, it was really uh, good. But but uh, the discussion, I don't I don't remember it at all. Um, you you four are making me realize that I think I was on every book club episode this year. <laughs> <laughs> it I must was be nice to have that kind of free time episode this year as well. Uh, and it's work time, Kale, not free time. Well, I ain't getting paid for it, so it's free time. You can jump off the ship anytime you want, buddy. Pete? What, book club? I already went. Yeah, he oh, went yeah, first. Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's move on to Favorite Comics Pals interview. Okay, I'll go first for this one. Um, I have two picks. Uh, one, right. one is my interview with Robert really? Kirkman. Wait, whoa, 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 you cannot have two picks. Fine, then it's that one. Last yeah. Especially when your first fucking one is Robert Kirkman. <laughs> Fine, relax. God, Jesus. Stop, Where stop do you get him. off? I had one con interview and one episode interview, but that's fine. If you guys don't want me to highlight episodes of our show, people to go back and listen to the catalog, that's fine. Yeah, that's no, fine. no, Pete. I'm, I actually would like to know what the other one was going to be. Um, Well, the other one... Fine for you, just for you, Phil. Everybody else don't Thanks. listen. Everyone else out there, close your ears, okay? <laughs> it was um, episode uh, 142, which was, I guess, our third interview with Sabella. Okay, yeah, that was really good. I love when we get to do the long sit-down ones like that. Like, he was on the show for, like, like maybe two hours almost or something like that. It was long. Um, so it's always fun when we get to, like, really pick somebody's brain like that for a longer period of time. Um, especially someone who we've talked to as many times as we have, and we like can still like find new things to talk about is always exciting. And then obviously with Kirkman, you know, him being my favorite writer and like kind of the way that that whole thing played out. Um, you can listen to the story in our New York Comic Con special from this year if you haven't heard it already. Um, yeah, it was just like a thing I never really thought would happen, but like I shot my shot and it was awesome and yeah i think it were it's i think it merits being highlighted again like we were waiting for another interview and robert kirkman just showed up and pete shot a shot it was yep. cool as hell and shout outs to marco because marco also was just like had everything set up in about five seconds and was just like let's go like <laughs> yo we got that thing man yeah we banged it out um and got him out like several minutes before he had told us our time was so yep. uh, he was impressed by that too, which was cool. So, you know, that, that was definitely a big moment and uh, one that I, I definitely treasure. Yeah. It's great. Um, for me, uh, just a honorable mention that we did a, uh, here we a, go. This is what happens. <clears throat> a special interview with Clyde Klaus where he was rude to Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my honorable mention. Uh, he's I we we conspired for him to be rude against Pete. That's not a condemnation of his character. I did, I did um, the best I could. <laughs> um, but the actual choice is 
uh, our interview with Brian Edward Hill we did this year. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the number offhand. Uh, I don't know if someone does. But that episode uh, was exceptional. Um, Sean had developed such a, like, genuine rapport with him over the course of the interview. It was a terrific episode um, and a terrific interview. If you guys haven't listened to that, you really should. That was episode 130. Thank you. Yep. And um, Brian Edward Hill is so like he's not what you would expect from his writing. <laughs> and he and he mentions this in the interview, you know, he he says, you know, when when they bring you in as like a horror writer or whatever, that's what that's so you get stuck there for a while and and he's like, I'm a damn fool. <laughs> a horror writer? A hor- horror. Okay. I genuinely <laughs> misheard you. <laughs> uh but uh yeah he was really he was really funny he was really engaging and he gave he actually gave some really solid uh writing advice Mm -hmm. um and i I, man yeah that's one of my favorite interviews this year my answer is also brian edward hill uh brian edward hill is one of the creators that i look up to as a creator as a man um I just really love what he stands for and what he's about and what he's trying to do with the platform that he has. There are a lot of creators out there, a lot of really good ones, but not a lot of them that genuinely passionately want to see other people get opportunities other than himself. And I really, really love that. That's what he's about. And I think he has a really compelling life story. Uh, if you go back and listen to that interview, you're going to find a, a man who hasn't lived a conventional life, has lived between worlds, and has really put it on himself to make himself the man that he is. He didn't fall into anything. And uh, that's something to be respected and admired. And so um, on every level, I nominate that book and uh, or that, that uh, interview. And I encourage you guys to go listen to it. I I just looked at some of our YouTube stuff. I had no idea that the um, that the uh, Al Ewing interview had almost a thousand views, though. Yeah. That's low chill, low key, kind of crazy. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the Tyler Crook interview. That's nice. a creator that I've I've been following for a number of years, and his work and even his art outside of that. So that was really exciting to be able to get to talk to him to sort of get his perspective on uh, the on on. Harrow County, which I absolutely adored, and his future works, as well as just his process and, and his thinking. It's always nice to pick a creator's brain. Yeah, yeah that was dude. a really good one. I really enjoyed that one as well. Uh, all the interviews that we do are good, I think. Uh, <laughs> I encourage you guys to go check them all out. We did a lot of them this year. Um, so many creators that I want to thank for joining us on the podcast uh, this year. Uh, Tyler Chintaner, uh, Wayne Van Zandt, Nathan Fox, Victor Dandridge, Frankie White, Adam Markowitz, Philip Sevy, uh, CV, I'm sorry. Um, uh, we already mentioned uh, Brian Edward Hill and Tyler Crook, uh, Ted Brandt and Rose Stein, uh, Dan Doherty, Dirk Manning, just, just, uh, a, a murderer's row of talented people that doesn't even consider all the great interviews that we did at New York comic-con 
just go check that Keystone. stuff out. I think it's and Keystone. And Keystone. Yeah, Keystone. Yeah. I think it's worth your while if you want to get into the minds of these creators because this is what we love to do uh, is talk to these people on a deeper level. And I, I think I think you guys will enjoy it. So give those give those a listen. And our final year-end award for 2019 is favorite comic book movie. Joker. Okay. It's Joker. Joker's Keep the best going. one. Okay. Um, it's the one that uh, stuck with me the most this year of the three or four that came out. Not a ton came out this year. There was what? Shazam? Six, I think, total. Shazam, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Avengers, Joker, I think is it. Am I right? Or am I missing something? Five. Hellboy. Oh, right. oh, Hellboy. Don't yeah. Worry. Didn't oh, see that Jesus. one. <laughs> Endgame was this year, right? I said yeah, that. Yeah. Avengers. Oh, you said that? Oh, okay. Avengers, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be Joker. Shit, I something else. <laughs> um, I, 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 I thought Joker had the most uh, – stuck the most. It was the most – controversial now that, that it's controversy not being what uh makes it good but it, it you know it actually I, I felt like kind of stimulated cultural conversation for better or worse um i think joaquin phoenix put in a really good performance i think his performance is the joker is he should be nominated for an academy award um and it's crazy that someone like todd phillips was able to kind of put together a a movie like that. The dude directed Hangover movies before this. <laughs> yeah. Back when you could say funny things. Oh my god. Go watch, go back to watch here, watching your South Park, Marco. <laughs> Marco, what's uh, your answer? Yeah. Endgame. It's going to be Endgame. It was the culmination of something that... Um, it was it was one of the few events that I just enjoyed. Like I I, I typically don't like uh, larger stories like that, uh, but it surprised me. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that, that is surprising. That is a surprising answer. But you did really like it. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait till we get to the predictions, uh, Pete. Yeah, I would give go to Endgame as well. Um, I think, like we said, it's it's kind of like a slow year as far as superhero movies are concerned, which is hilarious because five of them came out. Six. Six, six whatever. Um, <laughs> two fucking many of them, I guess. See? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't feel like it was a, a year where the movies in general were like super memorable um, for me, except yeah. for Endgame and Spider-Man. And, um, That's... Still quite a bit. Oh, shit, two. two. Sure. Oh no, that's six. Um and I and I, I liked Spider Man a lot, uh, but I, I have to give it to Endgame, I think, just for the same reasons that Marco pointed out, where I think it was the culmination of so much. And I think in the same way that I appreciated what um what the Russos did in the you know, in part one, which was that it's really tough to balance that many things effectively like at all let alone to a point where it feels legitimately satisfying not like a it's good in it's good in spite of those things right like it's good because of those things and i didn't know that they'd be able to do it let alone to like actually land the plane and give it some feeling of 
uh, finality while also knowing that there's more and that there are so mm. many threads for what comes next. That's a really tough line to, to toe. And I think they really deserve credit for making movies that are like creative and try to be thoughtful in a blockbuster big studio space and like achieving that on um, any level, let alone the level that they do. So yeah, that one's gets the big thumbs up from me. Kill. I'm really trying to figure out how to justify Detective Pikachu as my movie this year. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's a manager. Uh, see, that's yeah, that's that's top of the list. Yeah. I man, I was not crazy about the comic book movies that came out this year. Um I didn't like a lot of them. Uh, I didn't see Joker, to be fair. Um, I didn't see Hellboy. Uh or Spider Man. Uh, wow. So I did I'm not already... like them. While yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't see <laughs> half of them. Yeah. So no did wonder you, I didn't like them. Did you see Shazam? Did you like that? He did. He That's saw funny. it, but he didn't I, really like it. No, okay. I was crazy about it. So I guess I guess <laughs> I'm gonna say Captain Marvel, but I'm gonna say with the caveat of it was really cool to get to watch my wife's reaction to it because her uh captain marvel was her first comic and it was it was captain marvel was her first real experience with superheroes and and superhero media and getting to see her really react in a way that that, uh was really she was so excited you know even about a movie that it, it was it was good it was fine (laughs) <laughs> uh, the right word for it yeah uh but she you know she was crazy about it and that that i think is my favorite moment of the year he loves his wife folks that nice british lady his wife yeah bye-bye uh, <laughs> all right sean my answer surprising to no one is endgame it was incredible uh they did such a a a phenomenal job putting this the infinity saga to bed and um yeah i really can't imagine how the movie could have been much better than it was for what it was did you fall asleep during it that's a great question damn no i did not that's i only fall asleep when i go to the movies with you um (laughs) now you sound like his wife he's so exhausted from the day you know (laughs) facts uh yeah so that is all of our year-end awards but that is not the end of this because we still have best of the decade and we have our predictions for 2020 and a look back at our predictions for 2019 and we're going to see who was right and who was oh so very wrong (laughs) So when it comes to best of the decade, I really only felt like there were three categories that we needed to dive into. First one up is favorite overall comic creators. So this can be a writer, this can be an artist, it can be a colorist, a letterer, whatever. The creator that has done the work this decade that you have enjoyed the most. This was 
Well, it's going to be tough for Marco because he's only been reading comics for about a year. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody that I've just experienced this year has been, I don't know. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Genre-defying. Yo, guys, comics are good. <laughs> uh, I think it, it's, it's Junji Ito for me. He's the, the one artist who has given me the most Nightmares. visceral reaction. Yeah. And I just I, I enjoy everything that, that he does. He put out Frankenstein earlier in the year. Uh, I've been picking up all of his other books, Gyo, Zamaki, Tomie, like it's good. The good shit. Oh man, Uzumaki was a good fucking book club. Hell yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And no one listened to it. Go listen to it. <laughs> That book club fucking ruled. Fuck. Okay, take it down a notch. <laughs> Sorry, Dogman, Dogman, Dogman. Dog um, for me, I'm gonna say Mitch Durads. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my thinking is, I think I, I think his collaboration with Tom King throughout the middle 2010s skirting into the second half of the 2010s um, was some of the most landmark significant books to come out this decade. But the reason I didn't choose Tom King is I think he's taken a real hit the last year and a half or so. Whereas my man Mitch never took a hit. Yeah, he's still putting up quality work across the board. Yeah, and I feel like he's the creator of the decade. Nice. I like that. Uh, I am going to go with Rick Remender. Okay. So I have read just about every single thing that Rick Remender has written in this decade. And I loved it all pretty much. Um, Rick Remender's Marvel stuff was so good. A lot of it. Uh, His Uncanny X-Force run just just mind-blowingly good um I, I recommend it to anybody his secret avengers was so so good um but it was really the stuff that he did outside of marvel that makes him the creator of the year for me or the decade rather uh black science is what if the fantastic four were just dark people uh deadly class obviously that had a television show uh, it's become a, a phenomenon in a lot of ways. Low is one of my favorite comic books of all time. Uh, it, it's a very deep and personal story that uh, will will draw tears out of just about anybody. Uh, Tokyo Ghost was a collaboration he did with Sean Murphy that was just <laughs> that was incredible. Um, very different. And Seven to Eternity is what he's doing now with Jerome Pena, another uh, fantastic book. Um, and Death of Glory he's doing now with, with um, uh, I can't remember the artist's name at the moment. I'm sorry for that. But uh, it, that is also a very, very incredible book. So, yeah, Rick Remender, I think he is the best out. And I think he's going to continue to be the best going forward. Uh, question, because I just yeah. remembered that technically Uzumaki came out in the 90s. And as did his other works. Does that count? Really? Oh, yeah, that's right. No, that does not count. Ah, oh, shit. Come back to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dumbass. 
I, I, I just experienced him this decade. Yeah, this is the Marco experience. Who wants to go next? Just me and Kelso. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I, so mine, I think, is going to be Kieran Gillen. Mm, oh. okay. I think uh, I think Kieran Gillen is one of these uh, British writers in the in the similar vein to Alan Moore and Grant Morrison, where I think right now we're in like the the nascent of the stuff he's gonna make that's gonna blow him up, uh, and you know send him on up into the the British writers' heaven or whatever. Um, <laughs> His, his stuff at Marvel Moore lives, yeah, <laughs> Brixton or some shit. Uh, his his stuff at Marvel when he wanted when he got to do what he wanted to do, uh, like with Young Avengers, it was next level. It was it was meta. It was music based. It was you know it was a, a meditation on uh, friends, um, and then. His back matter for those books, I think, was 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 really good, as well as his partnership with uh, Jamie McKelvey. Yep, uh, going all the way from Phonogram to to Young Avengers, and then uh, just finishing up uh, the Wicked and the Divine this year. Um, I think uh, I, I think Kieran Gillen is is one of those that's only just hitting the tip of the stuff that he wants to do. Uh, and so I, I, I'm, I think watching him sort of grow as a creator this, this decade has, uh, has made him the, the creator of the decade for me. High praise. Awesome. Cool. Marco, do you have yours or do you want me to go? Uh, you go. Okay. Uh, so mine is, um, for both personal and kind of overall industry reasons, it's Robert Kirkman. Um, obviously like you know, Invincible is my favorite book, so that makes it a pretty easy choice. Um, but I think when we, we talked about it a lot in our Legacy of the Walking Dead episode, um, I think that the waves that he made in the industry in this last decade are things that, like, we're really just, we're still seeing the ramifications of play out, you know, of seeing... Um, that move of a lot of people with clout, like focusing more on creator own stuff because, you know, everybody wants, wants that to have the next walking dead on their hands. Right. And there is uh, increased interest on creator owned and indie comics this last decade. And I think that a lot of that success or a lot of that is owed to the success of the walking dead. Um, and I think that The Walking Dead is such a, or became such a cultural phenomenon that it's like, um, almost like trite to point it out because it's so, you know, like ubiquitous. But like, when you think about this decade, like 10 years ago, like no one knew who Robert Kirkman was, you know, and, um, and he's blown up and his career is still, you know, as much as he's become, you know, a name and a force in Hollywood and all that stuff, like... He's still focused on comics and like building out Skybound and and doing you know still doing the work. Um, so yeah, I have a immense amount of respect for him, and uh, I I really really enjoy the way that he is able to like tell a story over a long period of time. Like you, it's it's a often a slow burn, um, but you're rewarded for the investment 
and for paying attention to small details. And those are things that really speak to me as a reader. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's got to be the guy for me. You should interview him sometime. I'd love to. <laughs> Call me Robert. So I landed on Cullen Bunn, and I think for me, outside of Harrow County, he also just helped reintroduce me to a lot of horror stuff in comics. Um, even before Harrow County, he had this one mini, uh, I think under image called Wolf Moon that was just bloody and uh, an action-packed wolf, uh, werewolf hunting story that just enthralled me. And since then, I've, I've been an avid follower of his. So it's been really cool to see his career his career trajectory and um, just to see his, his writing continue to improve. Awesome. Sweet. You actually came up with an answer. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't read his superhero stuff. Read his horror things. That's where he shines. Very diverse choices on our part. Uh, so moving forward, we've got favorite comic book publisher of the decade. Ahoy! That was the year. <laughs> that was the year of, of the decade. It's uh, drawn in quarterly. Uh, I've been... Oh, I, interesting. I've, I've I've been a a continuous buyer of their like a lot of their stuff. Michael DeForge is a Canadian uh, illustrator and sequential artist who he does like really wacky shit with form and with uh, the the size of the books and stuff. So I've been I've been following him for a couple of years, and a lot of the work that they put out is just really weird and out there, and I, I, and that's my shit. Anyone else want to go? Sure. Yeah, I'll this jump is... in. Um, for me, it's Image. Uh, I, yeah, most of my favorite books are image books. And I think that, you know, um, as many awesome independent publishers as there are, uh, many of which I'm a fan of, I think image is, you know, the one that kind of started it all, you know, like it's the original creator owned publisher. And, you know, I think that ethos has carried, uh, well through their, you know, um, foundation till now. And, you see, you know, a lot of the the best of the indie market comes from Image. So um, I think that they're like a really important force in this industry and one that um, that I really connected with this decade specifically. You know, when I was uh, in college and looking for what was kind of next, you know, um, that Image was there and uh, and has continued to put out quality books. Yeah, mine is also Image. I uh, I really caught on with uh, uh, the. I guess I, it must have been that two thousand nine, two thousand ten, boom. Mm-hmm. Maybe even later than that. But um, you know, with Sex Criminals, with uh, The Wicked and the Divine. Yeah, that was more um, like two thousand twelve, fourteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but man, they would put out those those volume ones. And man, I'll give that a try any day. Like, yep, you know, for for ten bucks, and I think I think that's a that's a a, a tradition that they're you know they've continued, um, and I think it served them really well. Uh, but it's just that's that's the um, the publisher that I will go to first when I'm looking for something new to read. Um, I find that they've here in these more recent years they've sort of waned a bit in in popularity mm. and uh i would even say innovation 
because mm-hmm. I think uh, I think there are a lot more people trying to do what Image did. Yeah, and I think some of them right now are doing it a little bit better. Uh, you know, the longevity of that, you know, who knows? But, uh, but yeah, I think for the decade, I think images, uh, images, accomplishments carry a lot more than their failures. Yeah, absolutely. I think for Phil, that's me. I think I'm going to (laughs) say, I think I'm going to say DC. Um, I I for the the decade yeah um I'm in the minority but I really liked the new 52 Mm. I really like DCU and I like DC Rebirth um and I didn't look terribly closely but when thinking I thought my head and I can think of these three line wide events that I appreciated um in addition to things like um, uh, DC Metal, which I liked, and um, Doomsday Clock, which I liked, then I can comfortably say that I liked enough of their publication line this decade for them to be my publisher of the decade. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Marvel for, me, for Sean. No, I actually am saying Image. Oh! Nice. Yeah, okay. so... This was the decade that I found Image pretty much, and uh, so many of the books that stick out to me most from this decade are Image comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of my favorite creators migrated to Image comic books or got their start before they really blew up somewhere else at Image, so it's impossible for this not to be the answer. Um Every almost every book that Rick Remender has put out, every book that Ed Brubaker has put out, including Kill or Be Killed, which I thought was incredible. Um, Saga, obviously. Um, the list goes on and on and on. So many books that I think are brilliant. Lazarus, Monstrous. It, it, it's, it's almost crazy how many phenomenal books have come out of Image. Yeah. Uh, and decade defining books some might say yeah so for me there's no other choice hell yeah represent i think that's three images that's that's a whopper yeah definitely and last but not least on the best of the decade awards favorite comic book movie logan 100 percent, 10 out of 10 it's one of the best movies of the decade i knew it yeah, I, I'll tell you what, man. I really struggled to nail down what I think th- it is, and I, I think I actually will side with Phil. I think it is Logan. If we're talking about just best, like best yeah. quality, like I think that movie is really, really good, and I think it's good. It's better if you have history with the character, and particularly with I think the the franchise that it kind of spins off from. But I also don't think it needs that at all because it's just a really well-executed film. I mean, I, I think Logan will go down as like a top five movie of the decade, um, let alone comic book movies. Like it's in its own league with regard to being adapt- an adaptation of a, of a graphic novel or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. It's, 
uh, Logan is a top tier superhero movie. It's probably the the best one yet. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to break rank. I also say Logan. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> I am going to break rank. Um, I I actually enjoyed uh, Dread. That movie's um, good. Okay. Hell yeah, the, dude. Yeah. The 2000, when did that come out? 2012. 2012. Yeah. Alex Garland, the dude who did Annihilation and Ex Machina, both great fucking movies. Carl Urban as Judge Dredd. Uh, it's a, uh, a film where the, the, the main character, you never see his face, very similar to, uh, all you see is his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carl Urban keeps that grimace, that fucking snarl that whole time and it just works so well um and the effects in that movie are out of this world it's uh uh it's it's incredible that's it's a, a, i think it's, cool it's a very underrated uh comic book film right. for sure nice. yeah i need to watch it i haven't seen that you'd like it's it Sean. So yeah you would really like it i i think it's up there with logan i i maybe wow. not necessarily for like regular decade lists, but on the in that same line of really, really cool, solid uh, adaptations uh, that just fucking work. Yeah. Well, I know the only reason you really like it is because you love the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie from thirty years ago. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> Carl Urban doesn't take his mask off, so I can just pretend it's Sylvester Stallone. My only problem. <laughs> scene where that dude gets shot in the dick because that's you're the th- best part of that movie you're thinking of robocop oh shit you're right i'm yeah. definitely yeah, thinking of right. robocop <laughs> kale was like does it <laughs> and it doesn't <laughs> i think every movie should have just have a scene where a dude gets shot in the dick then maybe because i agree dog man <laughs> all right so that closes out our thoughts on this year and this decade, and so now we look forward to our predictions for 2020. But just before we do that, oh, we, need to no. discuss, <laughs> we need to discuss what we predicted for 2019. Do so, nice. Yours, hell, do. How many? How many questions? Or, or how many questions or categories? Uh, there were seven. Seven. Uh, seven. Get Let's six keep track. Out of seven. Let's keep track and see how we did. <laughs> I have it all kept. Oh, I, you already I did it. All right, great. Yes. Here we go. Will yep. this is the first one? Will Ben Affleck leave Batman? Oh uh, boy! I'm gonna I be got clear. That right. I got that right. Ben Affleck. We... Ben Affleck did not leave Batman this year. He has never said he will not oh. play Batman again. So he did not leave Batman. He left Batman. No, no. He left it. Even though there's another Batman. Even though there's another Batman. Ben Affleck did not leave Batman. I don't accept this technicality. It's not a technicality. It's a fact. What are the, uh, yeah. What are the, uh, what are the, the answers there? Because I think we'll know why this technicality exists. (laughs) It's not not a technicality. In fact, in fact, we talked about this on the episode where they announced uh, Robert Pattinson as being Batman. And we discussed the fact that Ben Affleck still was Batman. What what did we say last year, Sean? I need to know. All right, here we go. Uh, Pete said no. 
Marco said yes. Yeah. Phil said no. I said no, and Kale said no. Well, I was wrong. He gone. <laughs> oh, I don't. I'll take the point. That's fine. <laughs> ben Affleck is Batman. I will contend that forever until he says he's not. I mean, one point so, on the board, baby. So Marco was wrong. Uh, <laughs> will we see any Fox characters appear in a Marvel movie? I must have said no. I think I said yes. So Pete said yes. He thought that there was a chance that it could happen in a, an after credit scene. Yeah. Marco said no. Phil yes. said no. Sean yeah. said no. Kale said no, unless it's in an after credit scene, to which Becky <laughs> yes. and I oh, that's right. shit on him for not fully committing. Uh, and so I labeled that as a yes. Yeah, I believe I, I believe I also said something to the effect of we'll see like a, a four or an X logo or something in the uh, yeah, in the in game after credits. You did. You were wrong, stupid. And so Pete and Kale were wrong. Uh, the rest of us. Were I, at, least, at least I took a risk. You know, not like this. Uh, guy. Yeah, I stand by it. Ugh. Will Sony <laughs> and Marvel's Spider-Man deal end in 2019? We were all right and wrong. What? Because it ended, it and end. then it didn't. <laughs> uh, so we all said no. And because it did end technically, but then it didn't, I went with... Half credit. Okay. I feel like since we all got it, it doesn't matter. It's a curve. So, like, fine. It's a <laughs> curve. Uh, so, next up is... Which comic book movie will you enjoy most in 2019? Okay. I thought it said Joker. I like yeah. this. This is said... Because <laughs> you made us say which one we like yes. best. <laughs> yes, yes. This is a good game. Pete said Endgame. Boom! Was correct. Oh. Uh, Sean said Endgame. I was correct. Phil said Joker. He was correct. Marco... Said Joker. Said Joker. Oh. <laughs> he was all the way wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and Kale said Shazam, which I think was a good choice on the outset, but you were wrong. Yeah. yeah. I think we all knew ourselves going into it. It's just our mileage varied. So Marco didn't enjoy Joker as much as he thought he would. And Kale didn't enjoy Shazam as much as he thought he would. Let me also contend that uh, Shazam is all. Also, Captain Marvel. So, oh my god! <laughs> Interesting. No, no, that no, was no, my no, least no, favorite. no, no. Captain least Marvel favorite. is Shazam. Shazam isn't Captain Marvel. It's a rectangle square situation, folks. Ah, uh, all right, you got me. You got me. That's my least favorite bit of 2019. Uh, will the comics pals do more Grant Morrison book club episodes? How many? Oh, so, geez, did we? <laughs> Last uh, year we, we did. Supposed to. We did like three. This year we did a grand total of zero. <laughs> we were supposed nice. to do close. I had. So, oh man. So Marco said no. Yeah. Marco. <laughs> Marco rigged the fucking so. system. <laughs> Phil. Phil said two. Mm. Pete said three, but only because he was piggybacking off of my guess, which was also three, and we were both wrong. Sorry, Pete. I led you astray. Damn. <laughs> and Hale said two. So, Marco gets that. Woo! Marco cheated. He makes God. the schedule. <laughs> now, now I'm wondering if we're going to do any this year coming up. Nope. It's pretty It's pretty wild that we did more Alan Moore than we did Grant Morrison. 
Yeah, we did. We sure did. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Will Doomsday Clock stick the landing? Oh, oh interesting. Oh. Ooh. This one, I really... It was difficult to qualify yeah. the answers. And so I think I, I'm, I'm just going to give everyone... Uh, Partial credit. Because everyone said yes. And none of us hated it. And we enjoyed it more than we didn't, even if the last issue wasn't our favorite. Yeah. I think it kind of stuck the issue, you know? Well, well if we were going we to draw a hard line, I would say that myself, Phil, and Pete ultimately felt that it did. And Kale and Marco, maybe not so much. Yeah. But that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. All right, so you guys lose. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> that's funny make, make better comic books i don't know what do you want and last but not least uh this is the category where i truly shine this Shut is up. what comic creator will break out in 2019 oh okay oh what did who say? did shit i don't even know okay so pete Chol, saladin ahmed that was a good choice yeah good ahmed. choice good guess uh, Phil chose Plaid Klaus. Not so much. Idiot had a baby. He had a baby. <laughs> that was an error in judgment. Uh, Kill chose Ryan O'Sullivan. Unfortunately, good. not. Try again next year. Uh, nah, Marco so. chose Carl Stevens. Still not sure who that is. Nope. <laughs> All right. Great job. <laughs> released the. He released an underground comic this this year. <laughs> He's blowing up. <laughs> so he did the opposite of blow up. Is <laughs> he went funny. deeper down? Oh man, that's funny. I chose Donnie Cates. Oh, we had a great year. Yeah, all right, yeah. Good choice. Yeah, so I think you and Pete get a point. No, I don't. Uh, I think I get a point. I I was gonna say I feel like Sean wins that one. Yeah, unfortunately, Saladin. Was he's in the same place now as he was at the start, yeah, or at the end of 2018? I feel like okay. that is just a good, just as good a prediction this year as it was last year, where it's like, could be this might be the one. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think if you were gonna count him, it would be like he gets to write a Spider Man title now, like a uh, Peter Parker, yeah, <laughs> Spider Man, yeah, 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 okay, all right. Uh, so, uh, I win. What, what's uh, the final point breakdown? I got second. <laughs> How do you figure that, that? That was a deeper laugh than it should have been, too. <laughs> it's just funny because I don't understand. <laughs> On what metric? <laughs> yo, yo, you guys ever see the movie Big Daddy? Yeah. 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 yeah well, there's that. There, uh, Rob Schneider's playing with Adam Sandler's kid, and the name of the game is I Win. And that's Marco. <laughs> it doesn't matter how the game is played, he wins. He's yep. like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I win. Uh, okay, so let's see. I've got Pete with four points. Okay. Out of seven, right? Yes, out of seven. Uh, I've got Marco with two points. <laughs> He's shit, Marco. Whoa, what? <laughs> got at least three mm, so. uh, more than one so I've, I, I've I've got Phil actually with five points bitch 
Bullshit. <laughs> this is this this could be like Mario Party where like people get random stars at the end, Marco. You can have one little extra star. Yeah. <laughs> can I pay Sean fifty bucks to steal one of your points? <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh Phil with or I'm sorry, Kale with two points. Yeah, you shit, Kale. <laughs> Fucking losers. Yeah, okay. Let's try like six or some shit. <laughs> Actually, hold Seven. on. Hold on. Five. Uh, one second. <laughs> I, I got six points. I win. Okay. I thought there was a reveal coming, and it wasn't. It was just like, no way, you were right. Six. I yeah. even harder. Hold on. I'm changing answers. <laughs> Good game, everyone. Uh, uh, I'll take it. Second place. Yeah, Not bad. Yeah. I'm happy wanna... with four points out of seven. That could have been way worse. Do you want to give a, a second place speech, Phil? Yeah. Uh, um... No one cares. Second place is the first loser. <laughs> Yo! Uh, I'd, I'd like to thank Donnie Cates. Say my gut shit up. You went where I was going to go, too, which was Marco and Kale, eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's all in good fun. All right, and we're going to close things out with our predictions for 2020. Here we go. We're back to these, of course, at the end of 2020 to see who was correct. This time, we are going to do five questions, and uh, here we go. Which comic book movie will you enjoy the most? I have the list here for you guys. Thank you. So it's, you know what's funny? I said that in the last year episode, and you said thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. I'm very, just, I'm me. I know myself. It's 2018. I don't know which comic book movies are coming out. It's 2019. I don't know which comic book movies are coming out. Yes. All right. So first up, uh, we've got Birds of Prey. No. <laughs> That's no one's pick. Uh, we've got New Mutants. No. No, because that movie's not coming out. It might not even come out. We've got Black Widow. Probably not. Probably not. Wonder Woman, 1984. Uh, maybe. Morbius. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's still, that's still happening. Venom 2. Hell yeah. Oh, damn. I didn't Could know be. that was coming out this year. Could be. Could be good. Legit. And The Eternals. Oh, shit. That comes out this year? Yeah. Yes, it does. Wow. Uh, Bloodshot comes out this year, doesn't it? And Bloodshot, yes. And Bloodshot. Who's Bloodshot? Is it Vin Diesel? It's Vin. It's Vin Diesel. Big Vinny. Bloodshot. Bloodshot. I can't get, like... I think I'm going to go Bloodshot. I'm, like, between Bloodshot and Wonder Woman. Because I feel like like Wonder Woman has a real chance of learning from the mistakes of the previous and, like, really nailing it. But Bloodshot looks fucking cool. Uh, I think the Eternals, because I don't know anything about them. That's that's sort of my. I, I think, respect uh, that answer. Yeah, the Eternals has more uh, potential to be like a sleeper guardian hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I also love Kumail Nanjiani. He looks like a fucking action figure now, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Steroids. It can happen to him. It can happen to anyone. Get to see Jon uh, Snow whoop some fucking ass again. <laughs> yeah, so could be good. I feel so, like it's uh, such a wild card. I feel like, like right. Like mm. it, we have two unknowns. And Morbius, then... yeah. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious joke is Venom. <laughs> that Venom could is actually not very good. No, Venom could be good. I feel like Venom, Venom and Wonder Woman are both in that same, like, okay. like. You know, I've thought about this in the two years that Venom has come out, but that movie has so much, like, chaotic energy. <laughs> like... <laughs> It feels like it was made by a dude who was on hardcore drugs, and it, honest to God, kicks ass because of it. Uh, I'm going to say The Eternals. I think Wonder Woman is a safe choice, but I didn't love the first one, so Mm. there's no guarantees. And I think The Eternals has the potential to be massive. So I'm going with that. I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, we're Bloodshot. doing final answers. Yeah, Bloodshot. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Marco, what's your final? Eternals. Okay. And Phil, your final was Venom too. Bloodshot. Oh, Bloodshot. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know anything about this movie, but I'm I'm rolling the dice, it baby. Looks fucking sick is all you need to know about it. Vin right. Diesel is gonna shoot dudes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hell yeah, I love. Uh, I almost said Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I meant Perfect Black. <laughs> <laughs> Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone got shot in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, nah. Oh, you you didn't see the one Vin Diesel was in? I kind of want to see that now. Pitch Perfect it. Four, starring Vin Diesel. Anna Kendrick and, it... and Vin Diesel lit light dudes up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next question is. Will the DC Universe app survive 2020? No. Yes. I think so. The the HBO app that's going to eventually absorb it comes out next year. I think it'll probably die in 2021, but not 2020. I I think going good, Marco. Because because I've been using it recently as uh, just like a comics reader. Like it, it allows me to just read whatever the fuck I want whenever, especially on the train. I can I can download issues. Yeah. So I, I've been using it much more as a reader. So I think for that reason, it's probably going to survive. Um, the content is obviously going to move, so I don't know, but we'll see. <clears throat> I think right. the only way it survives is mm. if it moves to like what Pete said, this HBO uh, stream service or whatever. It, it is. That would constitute uh, it not surviving. Then yeah, I don't think it survives. Okay. okay. I'm yeah, going to say so it survives. You say it survives, Sean? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think this is a 50-50. I feel like this is one of those things that could really be like, oh, it's ending in January of 2021 or December. Like, I feel like this is something that could actually come down to, like, the calendar wire of mm-hmm. year switching. So I'm going to say no. This is a bad, bad. <laughs> Marco, what'd you say? I said uh, that it will not end. All right, I'm going with that. It's not going to end. It's not. Gonna end. <laughs> uh, will. <laughs> oh man, this is, this is more of a, a joke, I guess. 
Uh, will a Marvel comic book sell one million copies? No. no! I don't think any comic book will sell a million copies. Our best friend, C.B. Cebulski, <laughs> said, <laughs> said that he felt like a Marvel copy, a Marvel comic was about to sell one million copies that didn't even come like remotely close to happening in 2019. But hey, 2020, new decade, new Marvel. It's the year. That's right. Make didn't mine those, Marvel. <laughs> didn't those uh, those kids' books we talked about earlier? Didn't they hit the millions? Oh, I don't know. But they weren't. They weren't Marvel they or DC. I think those did. Who's that? Okay. Moving but right along. Pete. Pete made the qualifier. No comics did. Oh and yeah. Some did. Oh. They weren't superhero ones. Sure. Okay. Uh, will Warner and DC release the Snyder Cut in 2020? No. Nope. No. No. That I feel like that's something that could happen down the road, but I don't think that's something that's happening now. I feel like that's... this could easily happen. Um, because... you're, just, you're projecting because you want it to happen. Listen, I am morbidly curious about this damn Snyder Cut. Did you guys see the pic of Batman with his guns out? <laughs> I'm not even joking. He's got these sick pythons, man. No. <laughs> like his guns, like his guns, bro. His 26-inch pythons, brother. <laughs> I want to see Batman with a red and yellow bandana. Like I am the, the night, brother. <laughs> And a feather boa. <laughs> but it's black. Oh, man. Yeah, it's you know, NWO Batman. Yeah. God. <laughs> These are jokes. <laughs> Kill Marco. These are just... facts. Any, anyone watching the video is just looking at me, just smiling and nodding. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you guys don't know the most famous wrestler of them all? Rudolph? The... Uh, okay, Hogan? you ruined it. Yeah. Um, oh shit! Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna go sorry. with a no. <clears throat> Bless you. I'm gonna go with a no on the Snyder cut. Uh, last question. How how crazy would it be if we were wrong about that? I want to be. It's possible. I feel like it could happen. Uh, what comic creator will break out in 2020? Henry Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Nice. Fuck. I'm locking that in too. Go to hell. He fucking got to hate you. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tom Payer. He's wrong the man. the wrong Earth guy. I really hope he he gets more work because his shit is good. Marco, you are not good at this game. You're not supposed to pick people that you want to succeed. You're supposed to pick people that you think are going to. Yeah, why not? He has, he has good he's good writing chops. Why not? Nobody's ever heard of him except for me. Well, the entirety of Ahoy Comics. I respect it, dude. You oh, be true to yourself, Marco. Marco's going to work for Ahoy Comics one day. One day, I'm going to own it. No, yeah, Ahoy Comics is going to work for Marco one day. I'm going to be working for this kid one day. All right, so I'll go. Marco can be my boss any day. Yeah, right? Go ahead. 
Um, I'm going to go Pepe Larraz. I think Sean called this out when we were talking mm. about our 2019 accolades that I think, um, you know, the work that was done in Hawksbox put the entire, you know, non-Hickman creative team on the map. But I feel like his is the name that, like, I, I felt was thrown around so much, you know, talking about, like, the, the work this year. Um, so I, I feel like going from being a you know like a kind of relative unknown to working on a book of that magnitude is like gotta gotta have you know him in high demand so i'm excited to see what what comes next from from him for sure nice this is tough um i am going to pick an answer that i feel is relatively safe i'm going to choose james tinian uh he has two really strong books out right now. And I think that there's a, I mean, he's going to be writing Batman. I think there's a great potential for him. <laughs> for a half Batman. second. You're right. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm edging my bets and I'm going with James Tinian. All right. Kale, did you, you did you pick? No, I haven't yet. Okay. I think. <clears throat> I think I'm leaning more toward uh, like Leah Williams. Actually, I think um, I think her brand of writing has a very specific uh, feel to it that the people who really like it uh, really really show up for it, and uh, I think that. I think that she's really uh, shown up for a lot of stuff this year and, and has really uh, put out some halfway decent stuff and on some pretty big titles. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say Leah Williams. I think that's a great answer. I was thinking about Teeny Howard, I thought. I, she was, she I was also my, thought about Teeny yeah, Howard. She she was my second choice, yeah. All right, are we all just changing our answers now? Nope. No, no, no. no. Teeny, Abrams, I, I wasn't serious. Henry Abrams. House, five out of five. Teeny Howard. 2020. <laughs> all right, so that's it. Those are our predictions. They're locked in. Uh, we will refer back to this space here on the last episode of the Comics Pals in 2020 to see who was right, who was wrong, and uh, who was really wrong. Marco. I hope I got, you make sure you I got hope I got. Sorry, we I hope I got every time. single one wrong. <laughs> if that's the case, then that means that the Snyder Cut came out. What were you going to say? I was going to say, did you make sure to write down our predictions about who would still be alive for episode 666? I want to make sure we come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are that, uh, frankly, none of us will be alive, so we will not be able to refer back. Damn, we had a bad run. Our children, our children will carry on. <laughs> no, they won't. The legacy. Oh, the, the pals, babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, the question is, do they keep the legacy numbering or not? Though that's the problem. No, it's a reboot, Doug. All right. So that's it. That wraps up the Comics Pals in 2019. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this journey, being a part of the ride. This is our third year, I think. And um, what? it's, it's 
no, not a fourth. No, huh? third. Third. Yeah. Uh, it's been one hell of a journey. There's been a lot of ups. Um, and I think for us, it's only more up uh, in 2020 and, you know, further into the decade. Uh, the Comics Pal is one of the best things that happened to me in this decade. So thank uh, the four of you for being a part of this. I really appreciate you guys and I appreciate everyone who listens. And thank you for the support. And we look forward to seeing you guys next year. If you want to catch up with us, let us know your picks for the categories that we did. Or if there's a category that you had that we didn't even do, let us know your thoughts about that. If you want to shoot us a category, we can do that in 2020. We can answer those questions for you guys if you have any uh, any predictions you want to nail down. Um, anything at all, you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com. You can get us on social media at thecomicspals. Of course, on YouTube, if you're watching this video, you can leave us a comment with your thoughts while you're there. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And, of course, make sure to hit that notification bell so you know when we put out additional content. If you're not even on YouTube for us, um, make sure that you go and hit the sub button anyways. Uh, it just It's a big help, and we really appreciate that. So... Uh, please do support if you can on that front. Uh, check out our book clubs. 2019 was a banner year for us book club wise. We highlighted a lot of them earlier on, and there are many more, uh, including from the prior year, 2018. So uh, go check out all that stuff. And again, all of our interviews are up for you guys, whether they be on a podcast hosting platform or YouTube. There's a lot of great interviews for you guys to catch up with. If you've missed some for whatever reason or you're a newer listener, uh, head back because there's so much good content that we have done and put out for you guys. So, uh, you know, give it a listen and we appreciate it. Let's do some plugs, Pete. Thanks for joining us here in another episode of the Comics Pals. If you want to connect with me, I'm at, Le- <clears throat> ooh, excuse me. Whoo, I'm at loud underscore Pete on oh, Twitter and Instagram. Ch- didn't know you changed your, uh, <laughs> I'm at Wahoo. Um, at loud underscore pete on twitter and instagram come talk to me um about whatever's floating your boat this last decade and uh what you're excited for in 2020 what uh what book should i be excited for what 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 art's coming up that's got you jazzed i want to hear about it so come chat with me if you want to connect with me uh all across the web and other places i'm also available on lootpots.com where i host their weekly nintendo podcast podcast as well as the patreon exclusive show after dark um, so if you want to go check out the last show of the year that we did over there, uh, go do that on podcast platforms. You know how to listen to podcasts because you're listening to one right now. That's a good point. There you go. Thanks for joining us uh, for this year and for all the years and all the episodes and all those nice things that Sean said. It really means a lot. So thank you. Happy New Year. Uh, see you in 2020. Kale? Okay. Don't you dare... Come talk to me about anything. But if you want to see what I'm complaining about this week. <laughs> don't Stupid even ass. fucking look at my Twitter profile. You can find the Twitter profile to mute at Toto Into. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. Uh, please do come see the work I do at Kalewar.com. Uh That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. And that includes... The podcast I do with my wife called Gone Global, where we uh, talk about the the weird things between uh, our uh, home cultures, um, and that's all I have to say nice about British that. One nice British lady fell in love with a curmudgeonly Midwestern American.
Isn't that the way? You'll listen to you'll listen to this podcast and go, hey, why? <laughs> hey, Jess could do better. <laughs> oh man, just kidding. Man, could she? <laughs> that was a low blow. I'm disqualifying you for that one. You're out, Petey. It's fair. Nice. I tell I tell her that all the time. Marco? You can find me at Mr. Marco Nomoto on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, shout out to Ryan Klubeck, who, who we did meet at New York Comic Con. Really cool dude. And on SoundCloud, uh, shout out to Will, who is our top listener with 155 listens uh, oh over God. the past 12 yeah. months. Yes. Yes. Will, write into our damn show. Yeah, Thank dude. you so much. Yeah, do write in. We want to hear from in you, man. 12? That's a lot. Damn. And um, leave a fucking review. Do some work. <laughs> That's good. Berate, berate the back poor for guy. Them, Will. Yeah, appreciate all the listens and all the creators who we've managed to get on the show and who we've managed to just meet over the past year as well. Shout out to everybody. Uh, and yeah. Awesome. Keep doing good work. Phil? You can find me on social media platforms at Cyborg Bebop. Uh, I'm appreciative to be on this show somehow. Uh, we've done some crazy things the last couple of years. Sean and I got to meet Grant Morrison. Um, some of the interviews yeah. we've gotten to conduct were crazy. Um, whether it's you know Robert Kirkman or Al Ewing or um, or um, my whatever. best friend Jordan Gibson. Oh, he loves you, baby. Kills very best friend. Um, uh, what's his name, dude, who created Deadpool? Rob oh, Liefeld. Rob Thank you. Rob Liefeld. It's it's been it's been great, and the episodes have been a lot of fun. I'm just very appreciative, and thank you to everyone who's been listening. Absolutely. As for me, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. If you want to talk about what a year Jean Grey had, it's been a banner year for her. And I'm very thankful for her. Two boyfriends. Stop it. And some Hell sexy yeah. covers. Stop it. Thruples. No. No. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I look forward to bigger and better things in 2020. So, with that, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. Bye. See you next year. Don't worry, guys. In 2020, everything will be clear in hindsight. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Next year's 2020, and that's a thing people say. Oh, oh. 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 shit. Wow, that was a faker. It should have been. It, it wasn't. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>